And a happy Palm Sunday. Am I on? Yes, good. Good to see everybody. You're beautiful. You have so much depth to you. And you have the strength to do whatever it is that you have ahead of you. We all do. Well, one of the things I love about unity is the approach to the Bible that um, gives us the opportunity, regardless of the happening, uh, who the characters are or what the happening might be, to gives us the opportunity to find a personal um, message in it for us, that there's a personal meaning in there. In other words, we can find ourselves somewhere in the story and we can find reminders in the story of something for us today with whatever we're dealing. And um, the Palm Sunday story is no exception. On Palm Sunday, it's a Christian tradition to tell the story of Jesus entering into Jerusalem, the beginning of what we now call Holy Week. But for him, it was the last days of his physical life and ministry in this dimension. And it would lead up, of course, as we know, to um, through all the experiences to Easter morning. And the activity of Holy Week, as we call it now, began with Palm Sunday. That's how we refer to it now. But uh, began with Jesus and the um, followers um, spending time visiting uh, family and friends and so on. And, um, and they were uh, moving into, toward Jerusalem. So the, the journey was being made. And this actually began the time of, of um, when Jesus gave some of the most important teachings, we would say. Um, he, it was during this time, apparently, that he gave the teaching of a new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this, all will know you are my disciples. And then it all leads up then to Friday with the crucifixion and then finally to Easter, as I said. And for us, I believe, the, the message shouts very clearly through the story that regardless of the appearance that this world would give about endings and beginnings and so on, that the reality is uh, symbolized by the empty tomb. And we'll talk more about that next week. But the Palm Sunday story is told in Mark, but it's also told in Matthew and in Luke. And we had this story read to us earlier, but the 12 had been uh, visiting, they are leaving Bethany, and they're walking toward Bethpage, heading toward Jerusalem. And as they near the village, Jesus sends two of the disciples ahead to bring back a donkey with a colt that they would find there at the edge of town. And sometimes people stop with that and they say, well, what a miracle that Jesus would know that these, these animals would be there waiting. You know, what, what perception that he had. I think it's interesting 
Dr. George Lamza, Bible translator and also who lived in that area, was born and grew up in that area in a small village that was, he said, almost unchanged since biblical times. Um, he writes that it would not have been uncommon for there to be a donkey, uh, a, a colt waiting there, more than one for that matter, because he said that to the Easterner of that time, their donkey would have been like their car or their taxi that was waiting there to be hired. So it was a natural thing. So the men went and brought the animals for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem. And as he entered the city, we're told that many followers were with him and many people lined the roads and they put branches. It's interesting. In, in the three gospels, it says nothing about palms. But that takes away from the story, doesn't it? It just says branches. And someone jumped ahead and said, well, it must be palms. But they put branches, it says, and articles of clothing on the road. And we might even get a sense that this was a festive time, um, suggesting that it was Passover time. We don't know this for sure. Um, there are different thoughts about it. But let's say it was. It was um, and if it was Passover time, that's a huge celebration because it would be honoring the um, exodus of the Hebrew people from their bondage in Egypt. And if you read the story in the book of Exodus, you know that there's a part where it says that the angel of death passed over the homes of the Hebrews that had marked it with the the um, uh, mark of the blood. So that's where we get the term Passover. It reminds me of a little story I get a chuckle out of, and, and I think I've told it before on Palm Sunday. But it seems like there was a little boy who stayed home from church, wasn't feeling well on a particular Palm Sunday, and family went ahead. And um, so when they came back, they had some palm fronds because, um, you know, that fit in with the Sunday lesson. And the boy wanted to know what they were for because he had missed the service. And the father proceeded to tell him the story that the people were holding palm branches over Jesus as he rode by. And the boy says, wouldn't you know it, the one Sunday I'm not there, he shows up. Well, Jesus showed up on that first Palm Sunday, and it marked the beginning of the events of Holy Week. So now, let's look at some of the symbols that we can find within this story to see how it might apply to our lives. Um, I sense that Jesus never did anything without a purpose, and the purpose ultimately is to point each of us to finding the Christ within us finding our own divinity, finding our own Christ power to be the overcomers that we can and shall be. So it, it was vitally important that Jesus do this, but it is vitally important that we do it as well. So if you look at the front cover of today's bulletin, you notice we have a quote there from Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, about the 
Palm Sunday. And just briefly, we're re reminded that Jesus represents the ever-living presence of God within you and within me. And his life is a living example of what it means to express this divinity that's within. So Jesus recognized it and expressed it. And today we can think of this as Jesus representing the Christ in us and representing the power within us that we can tap into. So uh, it would be an understatement to say Jesus demonstrated the Christ of his being. Uh, that's a true statement, isn't it? But it isn't enough for Jesus to be the only one to do that. It takes our uh, going and doing likewise. See, his mission would not have been fulfilled with just his knowing, his own power, his demonstrating his own power. His mission was and is continually fulfilled as we know our Christ power and express it. So Jesus awakened to his divinity, and in the process, he made the journey to Jerusalem. Now, that was important for him because of what it symbolizes, and it's important for us because of what it symbolizes within us. When we begin awakening to deeper levels of our spiritual reality, we put our foot on the path to Jerusalem symbolically because and not the place Jerusalem, that city in Israel, but what Jerusalem represents. The name Jerusalem means habitation of peace. Habitation of peace. City of peace. Well, back then, Jerusalem was considered the center of the sacred geography of the Jewish people. It had special meaning to people. So going there to celebrate was important. Um, it was the ancient capital of Israel at the time of King David and of his son Solomon. And during that time, all the tribes were united under one king. So Jerusalem was very symbolic for the people. And it symbolized the glory of the past the glory of the past, and they were looking for that again. They were actually looking for a Messiah to come and bring again the ancient glory to the people. And it's interesting to note that even though Jesus taught that his kingdom was not of this world, those closest to him still didn't totally get it. Many still expected him to ride into Jerusalem and reestablish the past glory. They knew he had the ability, so they fully expected that if he was pressed, he would do it. So he began the week by making the entry into Jerusalem, but not for the purpose of setting up an outer kingdom. Rather, for showing us the importance of experiencing real Christ power within us by the choices that we make for peace. You know, the power that Jesus always talked about and expressed in his life 
was not a power of human might, uh, of, of human overcoming, per se, or human strength, but it was of bringing forth the inner power. So what does Palm Sunday have to do with us today and whatever we might be dealing with? Well, it is one of the most important of Christian celebrations around the world. But if we think it's only that, then we miss some personal meaning. And that's what we want to think about today. Some of you may have heard me say in the past, if you've been here, that when I read scripture, I look for a deeper meaning within it. And I ask myself, how does this pay the rent? How, how does something in this story help me with something that is usable and something that is practical, something that helps me deal with whatever is on my plate today or this week or whenever. And I have found, and I'm sure that as you do this, take this approach as well, you'll find that as we go deeper in our thinking and allow ourselves to internalize the message and see where we are in the story, what the different characters would represent in our experience, that we always do find something that is practical and usable. First, who and what is Jesus? Well, he's a man, of course, that demonstrated his divinity, lived and ministered uh, centuries ago, and left teachings that are life-changing for us still today. But Jesus represents something more in us. He represents the ever-living presence of the Christ within us, the ever-living God presence within us. Jesus was the perfect expression of the Christ, but we don't want to forget that we have our own divinity to express. It isn't enough, as I said, that he expressed it. It needs our putting it into practice in our lives. So we're awakening more and more to our divinity, and we must make a choice to enter Jerusalem. That's where our power is. That's where our point of power is. Because Jerusalem, remember, means habitation of peace, city of peace. And what an interesting um, definition for a place that has never been outwardly peaceful. It wasn't then, and it isn't today, is it? Just about any time you can pick up uh, the news or turn on the news and something is happening. And outwardly, it is not a place of peace. But what I find symbolic here in understanding Jerusalem as the city of peace or the center of peace within us is that it reminds me that peace is not in something in the outer. It never has been. It's never been established because of treaties or enforcing laws or anything like that. It is found in the choice that we make, the choice that we make. Jesus said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, my peace, which of course is the Christ peace that we can make a choice for in any situation. Jesus rode the donkey into Jerusalem. What does this mean? Well, when I think about a donkey, I think about a mule, and, and what comes to your mind? Stubborn? 
stubborn as a mule, you know, but also it can stand for strength. If you've ever ridden on a donkey or a mule, you know, they're very sure-footed. And so it can symbolize for us the necessity of keeping on top of any stubbornness that we might have or willfulness that we might have. We could also liken it to our human ego aspect, which reminds me of a, a Zen riddle which says something like, you can't experience heaven with ego and you can't experience it without ego. And what this means is we always have it. We're going to just use it in a different way. So we're going to take it with us into our choice for peace. We're going to take it with us in a little different way. So symbolically, Jesus is the central figure revealing the divine aspect of our lives, the Christ, the God identity within us. And as we begin to embrace this, we make more and more choices for peace. We decide to make the, the journey from who we thought ourselves to be, you know, only human, with only human energy to draw upon, to the understanding that we have the Christ power within us because we are first and foremost spiritual beings. Something we all share is that we have decisions for peace to make all the time. We all have challenge. We all have different things that we're dealing with. And we always are at a point of decision. Are we going to stay with a choice for conflict, or are we going to make a choice for peace and claim our power? Entering into Jerusalem or making a choice for peace doesn't mean there's going to be an immediate evidence that something is different. But what that inward choice for peace does assure us is that we will connect with the kingdom that is not of this world, the kingdom within. So it's a demonstration of what the kingdom is about. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed are we when we open ourselves to the choice for peace and, and surrender our willfulness and surrender our resistance. We know Jesus entered Jerusalem willingly, knowing what was ahead of him but also knowing that anything in between was an illusion that life was the reality. Larry shared today's daily word, but it's a great message that as we enter into Holy Week to vow to make this, holy, make this a holy week in our lives, to be open to new understanding, new insights of who and what we are as we practice the presence with our daily choices. So, whatever we're dealing with, remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God bless you. God bless your Palm Sunday. God bless your Holy Week.